Hello and welcome back to The Hum. I am Karina Dross. I am one half of Abacus Corvus and an astrologer at Flax and Gold. And this is the bonus side podcast all about astrology that we offer on the same feed as The Hum and The Holler, which is Abacus Corvus's look through the month-by-month themes and stories of our yearly calendar. So this month, we are starting with the new moon in Pisces, which comes to us on March 2nd. And this is, I mean, this is a wild time, my friends. And the lunation that we are about to experience is holding so much in, in a similar way to how we are all holding so much right now. I want to begin by talking about Pisces energy, because during this new moon, we will have the sun and the moon in mid-Pisces, Jupiter hanging out real close to them, Neptune also in Pisces, and so there's this sort of train of Pisces planets, and everything else in the sky is also super concentrated. Apart from Uranus and Taurus, we've got everything kind of in this one long train with Venus, Mars, Pluto, all at 27 degrees of Capricorn during this lunation. And then Mercury and Saturn both at exactly 19 degrees of Aquarius. So I know I'm speaking a little jargony for those of you who you know, don't, don't pay attention to the numbers and degrees and all of the, those very specific uh, advanced astro details. But what I'm trying to convey is that there's a tremendous feeling of compression and pressure during this time, and that we are we are getting these kind of big energetic hits coming through three specific signs: Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, which are all in a row. And my theory of how the signs work astrologically is that each one tends to correct for where the sign before it gets out of balance. So you do too much Capricorn, you get too Capricornian, and Aquarius comes to rescue you. You get too Aquarian, and Pisces comes to rescue you. And it goes that way throughout the whole zodiac. Every single sign has a way of getting excessive. And the sign that comes right after, after helps um, shift the mood. A new moon in Pisces generally is a time for release because Pisces is the energy of coming back into the dream world, coming back to a kind of home that we find that is outside of linear time, physical space, the embodied experience of continuity, and that instead speaks much more deeply to who we are when we are in a trance, in a dream, feeling half here and half part of a much larger version of our lives that connects in ways we might find confusing to others and to the past and to memory and to fantasy. That's all Pisces, right? Pisces is where we are doing the work of creativity, intuition, empathy, and it is non-bordered. It is non-linear. New moons in Pisces are generally really good times to reconnect to the part of yourself that is non-productive, that 
isn't worried about how you're going to pay the rent or if there's stress in a particular relationship or what's going on globally and how you can help, right? And when I say not being worried, I don't mean unconcerned as in I don't care, but rather I am not holding the stress of problem solving. Pisces is where we get to experience the opposite of stress, <laughs> whatever that might be, right? <laughs> Says the Virgo. <laughs> Pisces is where we experience reconnection, I think is a really good way of saying it. Reconnection to the larger story that holds us, to the larger world that holds us. If you have spiritual beliefs, Pisces is where you connect with what you consider sacred, your experience of divinity, whatever that might be for you. Pisces new moons help us activate that, help us remember, oh right, it is time to reconnect. It is time to release attachment to the outer world or my outward status and identity or my to-do list, whatever it might be. And with Jupiter involved in this lunation, there is tremendous support and enthusiasm for doing this work. Jupiter expands and magnifies and makes buoyant everything it touches. So Jupiter, also traditional ruler of Pisces, just kind of turns this one up, makes it an extra Pisces time. And many astrologers look to Jupiter as a benefic, which means it brings good things. I wouldn't go that far, honestly. I think that Jupiter expands and that Jupiter in Pisces has the potential to expand our hearts and to expand our dreams and our connections. I also think Jupiter in Pisces has the potential to expand a kind of unboundaried, careless optimism that I find a little alarming while we're still in pandemic times. We are still in pandemic times. Just just a, a reminder. So just holding holding all of those pieces of Pisces during this first lunation of the month, this new moon on March 2nd, we've also got these other two stories, right? The Capricorn uh, knot of, of, of intensity and the Aquarius one. And the intensity really comes because Pluto and Saturn are involved in those conjunctions, right? Pluto is how we face trauma, how we face what we fear, how we handle power and the abuse of power, how we step into power. All of this is Pluto. Venus and Mars are doing this very beautiful dance over the next few weeks. From the end of Capricorn into the beginning of Aquarius, they will be together in the sky. And on March 2nd, during this lunation, they are both exactly right on top of Pluto. This is a time when we are more likely than not to be getting into the depths of our relationships. This might mean needing to heal something that's been festering for a long time between you and a loved one. This might mean needing to find support to do that healing, honestly. Most of us at this point are pretty exhausted and burnt out from the fairly excessive things that have been happening over the last few years, right? So if you find that you are at your edge of feeling resourced and resilient, you need to look for more support, right? You need to figure out 
how can I be better held in this experience so that I can do the transformation and the healing that this particular aspect is calling for. So that's one big, big potential for this time is, is the need to do some deep relationship healing. Another potential is just deepening in general. It's just getting into the truth. Pluto is always about the radical, fundamental truth of our experience. And often it shows us things we don't want to see. And sometimes it shows us the things that we really need to see. Not all Pluto revelations are bad ones. Pluto revelations can also help you deepen into, oh, I am, I am absolutely committed to this person. Or we are, we are really in it together in a true, honest, grounded way, right? Also a possibility with this. So pay attention in the first week of March, really first two weeks of March as, as Venus and Mars are doing the stands together, but especially at the beginning, pay attention to what is coming up for you in your intimacies, sexual, romantic, platonic, family, chosen family. Pay attention to the part of your experience that you might usually hush up, the voice in your head or the twinge in your muscles or the opening in your heart, whatever small signals you receive that let you know something needs to change, something might need to deepen, something might need to get more real, or something might need to release. And the last piece happening on this very packed and potent new moon is a Mercury conjunction to Saturn in Aquarius. Mercury is how we think and, and express and communicate and really how we understand the world. Mercury in Aquarius is revolutionary, visionary, future-oriented. And Saturn, ruler of Capricorn, where those other plans are hanging out, is the traditional ruler of Aquarius, but is really focused on keeping things sustainable and efficient. So when Mercury and Saturn get together in the sky, it can feel like a blockage, honestly. It can feel as though there's something that is limiting the flow of thought and communication, which is especially frustrating because they're both showing up in Aquarius, which wants to be brainstorming all the things around liberation, right? Luckily, there is some Uranus energy that is supporting the moon and the sun during this lunation. They're both in a beautiful trine to the planet Uranus, ruler of Aquarius, which brings this higher octave of uh, wingnut genius energy. So <laughs> in, in summary, there is a lot going on with this new moon. I'll try to break it down a little bit more um, simply. So March 2nd, new moon in Pisces. There, Pisces energy helps us sort of release external to-do lists and frustrations and tap into what we find innately beautiful and sacred. If you do nothing else on this new moon, find a way to do that. Second, Mars conjunct Venus and Pluto in Capricorn is bringing tremendous lessons around relationship and what practical steps we might need to take, that's the Capricorn piece, to show up more authentically and with more responsibility for our own healing and how we have the potential to cause harm, right? Or be harmed. All that Pluto stuff. That's another layer on this new moon. 
And then the last layer has to do with communication frustration. Um, in some regards, you know, the, the, the highest potential for, for Mercury conjunct Saturn is discipline and efficiency in how we speak and communicate. I mean, if you're a writer, this is a great placement for editing, but it is not a great placement for generating thought and ideas and having that sense of possibility and, and expansion, right? So Pisces is expansive, Aquarius is contracted, Capricorn is intensely breaking open. That's what's happening in these three signs on the lunation. Um, it's, it's hard to summarize, honestly. It is f fairly a lot of, it's like, as I'm trying to tell you about this new moon, I feel as I'm trying to summarize like a Wagner opera or a, a pretty complicated Shakespeare play where I'm just like, oh, and then there's these characters over here and they're doing this thing. So apologies if you're just like, but wait, what does it all mean? And what I recommend is that as you live into this new moon, you set some intentions to connect to what is sacred, to release frustration, especially if you're finding communication difficult or forward thinking and planning difficult, and to really pay attention to and honor what is coming up for you in your relationships that might be revealing deeper truths. Okay, I think that's it. I think I nailed it that time. The day after the new moon is when the Mars and Venus conjunction to each other and to Pluto becomes most exact. So this is continuing the energy that I was talking about before. It peaks a little bit on the third. So be careful on the second and especially on the third. Just be careful in how you wield your words, how you respond and react. Know your triggers have some plans for what to do when you get activated, right? So in any way you can learn from this time, de-escalate when you need to de-escalate, and figure out what gifts this is bringing you. I know that people tend to be scared of Pluto because the, the gifts that Pluto brings you can feel a little bit like if, if your cat brings you I don't know, a half-eaten bird and drops the carcass at your feet. It's not the kind of gift that you're really like, that's just what I wanted. But the difference is that Pluto gifts often bring you exactly what you need. And what you need, you might not really appreciate until, until you've lived a little longer and, and integrated it and released the, the things that you need to release as well. So be open to that. Make a commitment to yourself that your healing matters, that... You can take the information that comes up this week and integrate it slowly, but, but that integrating it is in your best interest. And then on the 5th, March 5th, the sun moves fully conjunct Jupiter. That energy was also present on the new moon on the 2nd, but will perfect on the 5th. And I mean, this is, this is just sweet. It is just a sweet and dreamy energy, both of them hanging out in Pisces together, if you're feeling rattled by the world in general, by the Mars conjunction to Venus and Pluto that, that happened the day before, uh, or, sorry, two days before, it's still present, right? It's still hanging out. If you're feeling rattled, March 5th brings kind of a balm through this energy of letting yourself enjoy yourself a little bit. Sun conjunct Jupiter is a day to like call out of work and do something relaxing 
and find ways to reconnect to optimism and fun. And then on March 6th, Mars and Venus will continue to be exactly conjunct and this perfects at zero degrees of Aquarius, which ends the five months that Venus has been hanging out in Capricorn because of retrograding earlier last year. And it brings both of these planets out of an Earth sign into an air sign. And so we're moving in moving from Capricorn to Aquarius, we're moving from the past to the future and from the practical to the possible, from the material to the theoretical, from the familiar to the groundbreaking, um, from what is already known and planned out to what has yet to be discovered and named. So relationally, this is a really beautiful time to get a different perspective on who you are, who your partners are, who your friends are, who your family are, all of the things that have been brewing since the new moon. And honestly, <laughs> throughout the five months that Venus has been in Capricorn, but especially since the new moon on March 2nd, all the things that have been brewing this week around relationship, this is a day when you might have some breakthroughs, when you might be able to really gain the perspective you've been needing. So don't be shy about what you're learning and who you want to be connected to and how you want to be connected to them. If you are having aha moments, this is a, uh, an aspect that can really help catalyze the way that you want to be with people that, that, that's probably a little bit different than, than what's happening for you right now. This is an aspect that requires some courage. It is okay if you are not feeling resourced enough to make any big changes right now. So don't feel pressured. Don't feel that you are uh, letting yourself or anyone else down if you just don't have it in you right now. But if you do, if, you, if you're feeling that call to change something that, that's going to be risky for you in any way, really tap in to the future self that you are trying to become, because that's what Aquarius helps us do. Tap into that future self and imagine what actions you want to take now that can help create that version of you and honor that version of you, your, your best possible future self, right? And then take a look at your present situation and ask yourself, what changes do I want to make? What is the best way to make them? What is the best pacing? What is the most responsible way? What is the most connective way? What is the most self-protective way? Whatever it is you need it to be. About a week later, on March 13th, we have the sun moving over Neptune. This is a little bit similar to the fifth when the sun moved over Jupiter, but more deeply dreamy, more deeply spaced out, and if you didn't call off work on the 5th to go do something fun, you might need to call out of work on the 13th just to like sleep, to write down your dreams, to work on a novel, whatever it is that helps you heal from the hustle, right? March 13th is like, don't, don't push yourself to do anything that you don't really deeply need to do on this day and let yourself rest as much as you need to. Let yourself do something beautiful. 
connect to something beautiful, make something beautiful. And if you are someone who is sensitive and empathic, really keep up your energetic hygiene practices on a day like today because you might be a little extra porous, more absorptive of your environment. The 18th brings the full moon in Virgo. And full moons are energy peaks. They are when a certain energy has has reached its climax and begins to roll backward like a wave. And so Virgo full moon is a really good time to notice and appreciate and release all of the Virgo attributes that are accompanying you in your life right now. Whether or not you got strong Virgo energy in your chart, right? Each of us has every sign somewhere in our charts, even if we don't have a planet in it. So each of us has a way of connecting to um, all of the signs as, as we move through them throughout the year. And so Virgo energy, when we are <laughs> when we are ready to release the Virgo energy, generally that means we are ready to release the need for control and certainty. And I, with my Virgo energy, <laughs> I find it so hard to say these things. <laughs> and yet, what a full moon in Virgo asks us to do, invites us to do, really, is to honor the messiness of the present moment, to rest. That theme keeps coming up this month. Really let yourself rest. So much of the beginning of this year is about letting ourselves emotionally and energetically find what restores us so that we will have the energy for what what's getting activated later in the year, right? Which sounds ominous when I say it that way. But uh, I think I think a good way to think about it is that life in crisis and life in capitalism, which are you know, essentially synonymous, but the crisis has been ratcheted up lately. Both of these things tell our nervous systems that rest is dangerous, that rest is impossible, and that we need to rest as little as possible and then get back to it. And what this month in particular, Pisces season, Sun conjunct Neptune, Sun conjunct Jupiter, all, a, a lot of the energy of this month is reminding us that when at all possible, we owe it to ourselves to resist that logic of crisis and capitalism and to figure out how much can I let myself rest? And when I say rest, I mean physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? So it's not rest if you're lying down, but you're doom scrolling, right? It's not rest if you're calling out of work, but you're beating yourself up for it and and feeling like you, you know, thinking about how you're going to make it up to everybody later, right? That's not rest. That's just another form of stress. And so when I talk about rest, I'm talking about releasing the internal narratives that are telling you to be responsible at all times, to be vigilant at all times, to feel guilty, to feel scared and anxious. You know, there's really intricate scaffolding within us of stress and learning how, how and when to release that energy, knowing you can pick it up when you need to, right? When, when it's time to jump into action, you'll be able to jump into action. But when it's time to rest, really being able to let that all go. 
Figuring that out is a trick, my friends, and that is what this month is calling for. And Full Moon in Virgo can help you do that, March 18th. The very next day, March 19th, brings a square between Venus and Uranus. Venus in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus, and this is a potentially frustrating day relationally. You might feel pulled in one direction and your people or person, whoever it is you're trying to really get with <laughs> on this day, might be pulling in a different direction. Um, there is a an exciting kind of zap whenever Venus and Uranus get together. There is a lot of energy and excitement and inspiration possible under this transit. And possibly also a little avoidance or pushback or self-righteousness. Um, this is a kind of aspect that, you know, if you are in a relationship with anyone where you're like, but what are we to each other? What could we be to each other? And you've got some feelings and you're feeling vulnerable about it. This isn't the day to have that conversation because this is a conversation where when you move towards someone, they're likely to move away just as a game or just as an instinct, right? Um, there, there is a kind of touchiness in the air. There's a kind of give me my space kind of energy in the air. There is a game playing kind of energy in the air. So if you're not trying to do that, if that's not fun for you, choose another day to be vulnerable. Choose another day to open your heart, right? Not March 19th. On the 21st, we have a Mercury conjunction to Jupiter. Mercury's in Pisces now, hanging out with Jupiter. This is a really gorgeous day to immerse yourself in conversation, reading, writing, thinking about what you believe and why. Still not a good day to ask anyone in your life, hey, what are we to each other, right? You might be tempted to. Mercury conjunct Jupiter can stop us from self-censoring. And yet, energy might still be a little confused around relationships. Especially because your Mercury, you know, we got Mercury in Pisces right now, which is picking up a lot of vibes, but not always as good at translating them into accurate and specific language. So that Uranus-Venus square is going to be hanging out kind of for the next few days still. So I would say maybe wait, wait until the end of the month, 27th, 28th, if you're looking for more clarity around relationship. But the 21st does bring some kind of beautiful um, flow, some flow of language, some flow of thoughts, some flow of conversation. And if you are someone who works with your mind, who works with language or words, this can be a boost for getting over some kind of block or really getting into the process of letting the language come. The next day, March 22nd, we have a Mars square to Uranus. This is the first of many squares between Mars and some outer planets that will be ramping up more in the second half of the year. And Mars in the Zodiac is kind of this instigator, this sort of fire starter energy. And so as it moves around throughout the year, it provokes us to reckon with the planets that it pings off against and to kind of figure out where is their imbalance and, and where do we need to act around this? So Uranus is our political, inspirational, sort of aspirational self, right? So this Mars square to Uranus is a little bit of a, you know, how do I say this exactly? 
like if you're an idealist or an activist or you you believe that you've got things figured out and you're like, I know the way, I know the right way, this Mars square can kind of knock you off your uh, regular, I'm like, sorry, I'm stumbling. I'm like seeing this visually in my mind as like a 1980s movie where like some bully kind of like is walking past someone else and kind of like shoulders them. You know that move I'm talking about where like someone's walking around and then someone just kind of comes up and does that like mild aggressive dude thing. Um, that's what I'm seeing here with Mars square and Uranus is that Mars is, is kind of this bratty bully kind of energy saying, Oh, Oh, you think you got it all figured out, huh? You, uh, you got a manifesto. What a beautiful manifesto you have. Um, you, you have a plan of action. What a faultless, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with your plan of action. So it's bratty. It's a really bratty energy and it can be useful because Mars is asking us in the square to Uranus to really take better action around what we believe and to get interested in, get activated around, get riled up around the ways in which we are or are not acting according to these values, specifically values we hold around social change, around the collective good, around common liberation. And then on March 23rd, we have Mercury conjunct Neptune, which is just a day of like fog, just mental, mental fog. Everything can get a little smeary and a little blurry internally. This is a beautiful day for daydreaming, for imagining. If you are an artist of any kind, this is a beautiful day to open up your imagination and let the images flow or the music or the words, whatever it is you, you need to be in touch with. This is a gorgeous kind of portal of a day for that. If you're not trying to do anything creative, this is also just a good day for losing yourself a little bit in a pleasurable experience, right? Going to a spa, watching a movie, crying when you see something beautiful happen that sort of touches you. You know, like it's it's just, uh, there, there's a tenderness and a romanticism and a, a sweet fog wrapped around us on this day. Not a great day for, you know, doing taxes, being logical, trying to have rational conversations in which you're justifying your position well, any of that. Not, not a great day for that. Who needs to be doing those things, honestly? Oh, we need to, probably we do need to be doing taxes soon. Just don't do it on the 23rd. And finally, on March 28th, Venus moves conjunct Saturn. Now is when you can start having those conversations that, that are like, what are we to each other? What are we doing here? Is this real? Are we in it? Are we committed? What are our plans? This, this is when that energy is, is um, going to benefit you. Venus conjunct Saturn is a time when we want to get serious and be discerning in, in how we run our relational energy. That doesn't mean if you're dating someone right now casually, you're going to want to get serious about each other. What it does mean is you might get serious about, you know what? it's kind of not worth my energy to drive to the city that you live in to see you once a month because 
it's expensive and I, I'm tired all the time and the, the fun that we're having is actually not enough of a draw for all of the annoyance and expense, perhaps. That's one way of getting serious. So look for this day to be one that helps you kind of pull your energy in and conserve it in ways that benefit you investing in the relationships that feel strongest to you and feel like they have um, some mutuality to them, some sense of what I what I give is more than made up for by what I receive. And it doesn't have to be like transactional, you know, like I gave you this, therefore you gave me that, but more um, I feel met, I feel held, I feel recognized, I feel there is integrity between us and an equality of interest or desire, right? So Venus conjunct Saturn can help you get practical and serious about what it is you're doing with all the people you're doing things with. This isn't a super romantic or idealistic kind of energy. And, oh, I forgot to mention that the sun also has moved into Aries. It moved into Aries on the 21st. I didn't even put that on the Patreon horoscopes. Sorry, everybody. There's so much other things going on. So with Sun and Aries, we're a little bit out of that Pisces season dreaminess. There are still some planets hanging out in Pisces, but generally there is there's a clearer, more direct, extroverted, uh, energetic energy happening. So with that as the backdrop for this Venus conjunct Saturn, we're coming out of a time of deep feels, <laughs> deep feelings, and moving towards the end of the month toward more, more of a capacity to make decisions and take action on what it is we've been feeling. So that's it. That is all of the highlights of the astrology from the Pisces new moon until the Aries new moon. The Aries new moon will be on April 1st. So look for the next podcast to drop eh, day, day or two before that. And if you want to know more about what's happening astrologically, you can uh, read my horoscopes on Autostraddle, check out my website, flaxandgold.com. And thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next month. Bye.